0: Hi everyone, my name is Chris Posty Posterson and I am back with another Super Deluxe Special Edition episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. This is Super Deluxe Special Edition number 24, but just in case you haven't heard one of these before, my name is Christopher. I usually help Scooter with some of the editing of the podcast behind the scenes, but now and again he asks me to take a show that we've already aired to add either some music or some sound design to it and make it a Super Deluxe Special Edition show. We do that as a way to say thanks to those of you who are supporting the show as patrons. Thank you very much. It means a lot if you are currently a supporter. If you are not yet and you get value out of the show, you'd like to become one, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron and uh, donate there. Okay, thanks so much. Let's get into another Super Deluxe Special Edition Sleep With Me Podcast. Hi there, are you up all night tossing, turning, trouble getting asleep, trouble staying asleep? Wondering what it would be like to slow down time on a remote island? Well welcome, this is the Sleep With Me Podcast Super Deluxe Edition, Special Edition episode number 24. For tonight's show I took an episode that aired a little while ago where Scooter talked about an old video game called Riven. Uh, and when I was editing that show, I had vague, vague memories of also playing that game as a kid. Not a kid, but as a young man. Uh, and I think its predecessor was a game called Mist. And I don't remember a lot, but uh, I seem to remember one of the puzzles in that game having to do with slowing time down. Again, I might be making this up, but I hope I'm not. Um, So for tonight's Super Deluxe Special Edition show, we're going to get a little weird and play with the idea of slowing down time. Taking you to the remote island that the game Riven takes place on, we'll listen to Scooter's original show on a vinyl, old vinyl record player. If you have headphones on, you'll hear his voice slowly rotating around your head. And as that's happening, there'll be a few elements like a clock or a heartbeat. And uh, those should give you some sort of hints as to time slowing down and then slowly speeding back up and slowing down even more again. Again, this is one of the more experimental shows, but I hope that this idea of time slowing down Helps you get some sleep. Enjoy.
1: Uh, all right, hey, everybody, this is a uh, scooter, and welcome to. Uh, I guess, like, I'm always like. Get, I, I get these ideas, and one of the great things about the podcast is I get to test out random ideas, and this might be a little dated when it gets released, but, uh, like, uh, well, one, this won't be dated. Like, I don't know how many of you listen to the podcast, my brother, my brother, and me with the McElroys, uh, but you should check it out, and but, but, uh, if you don't, when you say, well, who, uh, let me tell you, listen, Lynn... Manual Miranda listens to my brother, my brother, and me, so there you go. Also, I like to listen to it. And in a recent episode, well, the last episodes that I heard that came out, uh, they were talking about like the, the changing of the year in January and uh, what are we going to call this new year? And w- one of the pitches was uh, 20 Riven teen, uh and, okay, they heard the crickets. They say, what did, what did you say, Scoots? They say, yeah, 20-riven And named after 20 years, I think, no, maybe not. Is it 20-riven? Is the ribbon 20 years old or 10 years old? I don't know. Wow, it is 20 years old. So, right, 20, 97. So, uh, and I, it, like, I, I kind of the game Riven, and then on this particular episode, which uh, hopefully I'll link to, they also had this other thing they talked about, which uh, kind of drew me in for maybe the second half of this episode. Uh, but I was thinking about this game Riven. So Riven was a PC game. Now I'm not going to tell, like, uh, I won't tell you any facts. Uh, Uh, Because, uh, like, yeah, but I guess this would be, like, so this is a Tuesday episode, maybe it'll be trending, rending Riventine, I guess that's what it'd be, rending Riventine, an episode in honor of Riventine, and hopefully we can make this into a two-part, like a two, like a, like, where the story will carry into the next thing, Uh, but so Riven was a a PC mad game, 1997, it came out. So pre console, it was a sequel to the game Mist. And uh, here's what I remember about it personally, because in the like, so this would have been the late 90s. Uh, like, I guess the game was re-released. I, I, don't, I don't know the date, uh, uh, but like, uh, this was the time I was in a relationship. I was living like, a, like a late nine, the end of the 90s. I like guess not that long. I don't think I played the Riven in '97, but maybe at the end of the '90s I played it. Maybe the early ons uh, I'm not sure I played Mist, and maybe like. So if you're a huge Riven or Mist fan, uh, you know, maybe maybe take like. Uh, I don't know what to tell you because I probably will. Like also, if you've listened to this podcast, my memory. It just doesn't really, like, really record stuff when it feels like it, and then she says, well, let me show you this picture. I'm not, you make sense of it. And that's what it was like when I took a test, too, would say, well, I'll show you these numbers. Go ahead and figure it out. And I say, no, 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 you're my brain. You're supposed to help me here. Well, yeah, here's a couple pictures of stuff. That's what's in my head right now. Here's a couple pictures of stuff. Uh, but let me tell you the most prominent pictures right now was, uh, so... Like I I, I was living with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, she was not a gamer. And I think like uh, this, like we talked about video games, and not that long ago. And I think this was at one point. Actually, I think okay, I'm pretty sure this was the end of the '90s because I'm pretty sure I know what my job was. uh, Was when I was installing ergonomic like keyboard trays and stuff like that. uh, positive, that's making more and more sense, maybe. And, uh, let's see, so I remember, so she was not a video game player at all, like, uh, like, not at all, like, uh, and I hadn't been, and I think, uh, so we must have had a computer. So maybe I'm getting my, like, I may be getting some of my dates mixed up here, but, uh, so somewhere between 1997 and this could be anywhere in those four or five years. Uh, we were like in, I, I know exactly where we were. We we're in Pleasanton. And so this was still when you would buy, like, we were driving there for some what happened is it, I remember I- like the middle model which came with these speakers which were like it's just two speakers and a subwoofer but the sound that comes out of these computer speakers not only is it good i mean i'm not an audiophile but like most computer speakers have weak sound California, which is like a suburb of the Bay Area, not too far out there, and I think at the time it was the only place there was an In-N-Out Burger, Uh, like there wasn't any in the the Bay Area, like like in Oakland or uh, San Francisco, and so I'm sure we ate an In-N-Out Burger, and then we probably went to Bevmo and got some wine and beer, Uh, and then at some point we went to this video game store, and then I said to like, gotta check this game Riven out, and because it's like, uh, there's games like this now on the iPad, like a point-and-click adventure where it kinda, um, you're meant to discover the story, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not, it's more of like a, a think piece, I guess, I don't know, that might be the wrong use of that word, but, like, nothing's handed to you on a silver platter, even the controls or anything. Like, my memory of Ribbon is, like, uh, the, I'm not sure if it came, how much literature it came with, but that uh, you start the game, and you don't even know what your goal is, or, like, other than, like, anything. Like, you just start the game, you're, you're on these islands, and uh, my, my, my girlfriend, Natalie, she, she, like, was, like, uh, she was into it, because uh, it was a very, pu- it's a very puzzle-based game, Spent some good time like uh, in like taking like working together and taking notes, a lot of note-taking because some of these puzzles were tough, and it's weird that I just made fun of my memory, but I can see all her notes because she, she had good handwriting, so her notes would be readable, and she was also good at analytical and like math stuff. Uh, but so we played we played this game. I mean, we like I don't know how consistently we played it, uh, and we I know we never finished it, it, because there was a couple puzzles uh, uh, that we just never, like, uh, I don't know where we got hung up on, or maybe just got burned out, but like, my memory of the game is it's very atmospheric, it has very atmospheric music, you're on these islands, and there's like, uh, like, uh, architecture, I'm pretty sure there's like, monorail type things that connect the islands, or you're trying to get access. I remember, like, underwater viewing. I think at some point you communicate with a whale or something, and that's one of the puzzles. And I think a puzzle is, like, monitoring, or remotely monitoring the lights. And, like, a, a jungle, I guess maybe this won't take long, like, and then, like, like it was, like, very, like very uh, tropical, like these jungles slowly rusting, beautiful, beautiful, beautifully done game, and I actually found like a bunch of woven wires from 1987, 97. and I have one on the making of the game that I'm going to send, I think I'm going to send it to Justin uh, on uh, Mac, uh, my brother, my brother and me, just because he's so nice, but I was like, I'm going to try to read the article first. Um, but so I guess that's what I remember about Riven, I'm trying to think of anything more that comes up, I think, because I, I didn't know. So I was thinking about Riven, and then I was thinking about, uh, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, I was like, like, I was like, could that guide us through an episode? Okay, so I was thinking, like, uh, how would we do this as a rending, like, how can we, like, really bring in Riven Team with a, you know, like, way it deserves it, uh, so I, I think I thought of an idea to use a Riven uh, rends in a way uh, that'll work in, in a story, uh, and I guess this is, like, a little bit of a people and really great uh, influence on podcasting. Uh, so settle back uh, for the first story of uh, 20 Riven teen. And you might say, you know, geez, what is going to be the link between Riven and this story? And I'd say very little. Uh, like, maybe the link would be in the circus-like nature of my thoughts, uh, in the thoughts of the news, and. the uh, you know the, the waning fortunes of uh, cir- circuses in, in this day and age, and the need to have your circus be cutting edge is is a like uh, as you know I'm uh, like I'm I'm a uh, I'm a person that thinks about going to cir- like circuses a lot and not necessarily that it, who does but says man. Uh, I'd like to be a person that goes to, like, more underground circuses, or Circai, or circ, uh, uh, But me, I'm not always that person. And, uh, but I was, like, as you know, I, I'm familiar with the story of the Purple People Circus. Uh, the founding, like, and actually, I don't know anything about the founding. But when the founders met, uh, you might recall the episode, I don't know the episode number but it was the title was something about a ventriloquist dummy and that was about to found like when the founders of the well the creator and his part is my future partner uh, for the Triple P Circus the Purple's People's Circus I don't know why it's called it I think I was the one that they gave them the title the Triple P Circus and just realizing yeah uh, that there's only two P's there might be another one uh, but Mitt Barry, Mr. England, he was in London, searching for the next big busker, and that's where he met uh, martha Martha Mark, and you know they kind of like she she was a, she had this new ventriloquist act, uh, you know a little bit more, uh, but a little bit more her hers was just a little bit more fun uh, like it was more busker based. Uh, like, like a more modern ventriloquist dummy show where you're not sure if, it, you know, she's just, but anyway, like they admit, like, uh, I guess that's all we knew was they met on the streets of London where she was busking with her dummy whose name hopefully I have somewhere, uh, but I, I guess I don't, I actually have notes, uh, what does this say, money is movie? I don't know, but her dummy was like, uh, <laughs> who's the dummy now? Uh, her, her dummy was kind of over sass and snark. So, so, but whatever. They, they ended up forming uh, the like the Purple People Circus. And if you wanted the details on your wed- their wedding, I'm sure it's at like you know CircusCelebs.com or something. But I know they used Archer's theme they always say, I said, oh, I trust, our trust is theme. And I'm not familiar with that song, but I think for, and they were married before, the pur- like when the Purple People Circus, it consisted of uh, three people, if you count the dummy. And, you know, after they were married, they, they had this dream of building this new circus, a social circus, subtextual, subtextual social circus. Maybe I'm projecting some meaning onto it, but, uh, you know, that was a, like, just a circus for the, the, the for, for the day. And uh, I guess maybe that's what we're seeing now. And, and I think I talked about in that episode. And maybe we where Cirque du Soleil, tries to be, I don't know, I, don't, I guess I don't want to weigh in on the circus industry. Uh, but, uh, so they started searching the world uh, for performers and just traveling and busking. And they could to pay their bills. I guess it was their, maybe you could say it was their honeymoon. And I, I think they, I want to say they were in Prague because I, like, I loved it. Like, I have visited Prague uh, once, and I loved it there. And I loved the people there and the architecture. And they, they were going through, the, like, uh, what's it called? I don't know the name of anything, but I tell you, there's this one plaza and there's this old church It's uh, just very mysterious and then there's a bell tower that I went up or it some sort of tower that I was able to go up and I kept looking at this church and I said, this is a ch- this is something that's better, a cathedral maybe. And you see, you see it, it's, it's, it's on the other side of the river from Prosky Heart, that's what Prosky Rod or whatever you call it, Rod Castle. I call it Prosky Hard. And uh what is it? Like a uh, Starry Maestro, old town. Uh but but you uh, like uh in near the near the old town and, and on your way to the Charles Bridge. I think on like the parade grounds or like uh whatever the like road is called. I guess I won't be invited to Prague, <laughs> but uh so I love but I love it. That's fine. That that'll make it hurt if you don't invite, you know, but uh, like a uh, I should get my facts straight so what was my point so there's this gatehouse that you go through I think a gate room they call it uh, and the way there and they heard the cheers uh, the cheers of uh, a happy crowd being you know busk-buskies and it was just breaking up and and they saw this gentleman there and he was dressed in outfit, like striped pants clashing with a checkered shirts, but he wasn't a clown. And the crowd was still, like, they were going up to him and giving him second tips and clapping and just, like, disbelief, disbelief, and then they, they looked at each other, and they went right up to him, and he was packing up because it was late afternoon, this was the fall, and there was a chill in the air. And they, 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 they played dumb, you know, they, they, Mr. England said, uh, and Mr. England Barry, he said, I think sometimes he uses an English accent, but I'm pretty sure we found out he's from Minnesota. Less Martha, but, but anyway, it doesn't matter. He said, hey, uh, li- well, I'll just use, you know, as a recreation. Uh, he said, like, uh, hey, wow, uh, did we miss the show? And the performer said, uh, I'm just packing up for the night and he said oh it's a shame dear I'm sorry that you, you won't see He she goes I've been hearing about your performances like all over the, the city people said you got to get down to my wife she she loves that. she loves and he kept pausing and this guy was kind of the performance kind guy of, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes she really loves she really did not want to miss the uh, 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 and he said, Fushigi and he said, like, uh, yeah, you, what, yeah, she couldn't, she no, no, no. He goes, I thought this was the jungle totem, and he said, jungle totem, and he said, well, that's what we heard, it was, uh, it was like, uh. doesn't matter, like uh, like, uh, like wooden poles? No, I don't see any wooden poles. And the, the, like, the guy was not, he goes, well honey, I guess it doesn't matter, we don't need to see this show. And she goes, a shame. Uh, like, and then she goes, dear, this is Martha speaking, she goes, dear, what time does this train leave? And Mr. England said, well I'm pretty sure we're, we're going to be close to missing it, the rest of the performers are on their way, on their way to Bucharest. And, and the guy says the rest of the performers, and he said, Oh yeah, yeah. He goes, We're, we're working on a, a, a new circus. To, and We really wanted the the, the, the totem tree guy uh, for the circus, but yeah, that's fine. We we, we anyway. What did you say? Kind of, you said you you're some kind of artist. We thought you were a performer. The guy goes, I am a performer, the greatest performer. He, he goes, he goes, I've been performing in Prague, and, you know, for months, and uh, never heard of this uh, toe, toe, like, tree, tree totem or whatever. And uh, Mr. England said, Well, I don't know. like, like every survey, you know, these seem like the, the, these like busker surveys. Uh, Because you don't go to Busker Survey, uh, islandtheme.com, and the guy, because this was the old days when, like, I think that was the thing, I don't know what year this was, but, you know, you have to go to Geocities, I think it was, like, Geocities website, but islandtheme.com or something, and he said, no, 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 and and anyway, that was, like, too boring for the podcast, because it was confusing. And he said, "Well, anyway, sorry to waste your time. We got to get going. We got to catch the train with all the other performers. We go. We're headed to Bucharest." And then the guy kind of he said, it. "Well, it's fine." He goes, "Like uh, he goes he goes Well, maybe I'll just do one more show. We well, go ahead though." And then he started his like warm up, where he said, well, "Like he started looking around for kids." And then he started like pretending like. You know this is the kind of good, this is when you get into these good performance, like he's like, started looking frantic, like he's looking for something. And he starts digging through his box and throwing things, and you know then the kids that are nearby, like he's throwing a rubber chicken and a boot, and, that, and then a can comes out of the boots, and it's all this little suitcase. This guy was not a clown, but but, but it, like he did have clown influences, that a lot of buskers do. And then he's like, you know, then a, like a roller skate, and then he's trying to pick stuff up, then he slips in, you know, the whole, he was like, had a comedic, uh, but very loud, you know, tin cans, like, to just get a lot of attention, a lot of noise, that we don't need right now, but fun noise. And the funnest noise of all, like, kids laughing at people, like, banana peel, like, all, every, every bit, uh, even, like, uh, he accidentally stand, stands on the rubber, like, he thinks he's, like, he pretends he can't see the rubber chicken. And then he stands on it, and then, it's like, like it makes a noise, and then he, like, looks around. And then the kids are like, like, that brings the kids over, because then they say, what? And he says to those, they say, under your feet. And then he pretends that the chicken, he says, oh, oh, Bernice, oh, Bernice, you know. And then the kids are cracking up, and then the adults have to come over. And then, he, like, uh, then he asks the kids to help, just put the stuff away, and then they say, like, uh, they can say, well, what would you do? And he said, well, i going to, like, i am just got to get going, I'm headed to Bucharest with these two. Uh, and he said, well, like, unless you, like, does anybody want a show? Like, uh, like?" and then he goes, oh no, I can't do my show, because I can't find my, 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 uh, my, my Miss Marmalade. Is like, uh, geez, I gotta go to the church. I gotta go to the temple, and I, I I forgot. I can't find my missing Marmalade, I need. I got I need some help from beyond. And then he's like, uh, like, uh, like uh, and then he pretends to, to to weep, and the kids uh, like. Then there's even more kids and more parents, and the parents. It's a little bit over the top. So the parents, even the kids, can pick up on the fact that he's kind of kidding. Then he whispers uh, to Martha to play, he goes like, to get over to his boombox, to play Village Entrance Theme number one, and they, they say, she says, okay, okay, and then, uh, he, then he goes, like, he, like, I can't remember this bit, he has something that's really good, that of course I've missed or I forgot, but like, something to connect uh like, like his, uh, like sadness to hope, uh, where he, uh, whatever, he does that, and he says, well, then I have a great idea, that gives me a great idea. Maybe a kid, I think what happens is he waits for somebody to sneeze or whisper, I think it must be that, like, situational, maybe someone sneezed, that was it, and then he pulled out tissues, clown style, thousands of tissues, and that's when he gets the idea, I don't know if he does it if no one sneezes, Uh, because then he does, like, a bit, like, a what do you call that, a mime bit, where... He's trying to pull back the tissues, it's too hard, and he says, well, and he says, do you think you could all help me? And then, if anyone isn't there, he calls, he says, ladies, come over here, come over here, who believes in the power of magic? And he goes, I, have like, uh, misplaced Miss Marmalade, or I can't, I don't remember, again. And everyone goes, who, like, who, who's Miss Marmalade, uh, And he says, well, not my cat. He goes, it's a a magical ball, a crystal ball, Uh, Miss Marmalade. And uh, he says, I can't, and he he says, I looked everywhere. And he says, sometimes she gets the idea of, like, going off on her own. So I have to, like, uh, I have to bring her back. uh, like, do you think you want to help? Do you think you want to help? And they say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, This usually works. He goes, The first time I met her, I was off on an adventure. And then he like, he still has the the. Uh, and this is very cool stuff. And believe me, Mar, at this point, Marta and Mr. England are like uh, a jackpot. Too bad we lied about the circus and Bucharest, but we'll figure that out because uh, he has all these tricks like he. so he has this like a string of handkerchiefs. but then he starts swinging it like a rope and telling this elaborate tale of climbing the Alps or like obviously the local mountain range or wherever uh, I don't know like how uh, the mountain ranges of the world because but it, like let's just say the Alps. And somehow he like throws it up in the air and it like sticks and then he pretends he's climbing. He doesn't actually climb, but I don't like, I don't know how he made it. Like just handkerchiefs into a rope that like, and then maybe into a stick. I don't know the illusion. But he talks about how he's going into moity Caves and uh, like he was adventuring there, looking for this rare ice they had, like this mother liked to drink. So then he gets silly again and like does an imitation of his mother. Like and he like he to, like asks the kids if they have to do chores because he says this was my chore to climb the Alps and bring this ice back to my mother. And uh, he, was like uh, even then he tells him to play the moiety theme or whatever to Marta. He, and then he says yeah like he he was in the cave. And he was looking at the ice, and he saw this ice glowing further on, and then he slipped, and he fell in this uh, giant ice, you know, like a kind of polar bear would ride, and he said it was like a boat ride, it was in this river in the cave, and he said he's traveling through the river, and he goes into, like, uh, like this giant glowing room, and he said, there's a wizard in there, and the wizard says, oh, finally, you're here. He goes, oh no, he goes, I just need to, I'm just here for ice for my mother, and then he does, he, he said, have you ever met a wizard to the kids, and the kids said, uh, depending on the air, I think it this they said, no, 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 and he said, well, there's some unpleasant wizards, and this was one of them, and then he said, I was telling about my mother, and then he was like, winding me to, you know, be quiet, and he's like, I'm just here for ice for my mother's drinks. Uh, like, I got to get back to the village. I can't uh, stay for much longer. And he goes. So the, the wizard says, Well, well you're going to be staying for a long time. And he goes because uh, look around. We're not just in a cave. And That's when he realizes like they're in like a like a, an ice bubble that looked like like a giant globe. So this so the, the, the busker says, hey, well, like I don't understand." Uh, like, uh, and he goes, "Well, this is he goes like this is he goes. I don't know how you got in here, but he goes. I, he goes. I think uh, I to swap spots with you because this is my prison. I'm the wizard Moiti. and long ago, this is a whole nother tale, you know. But he goes long ago. You know, I think he links it back to his mom. He says, "You know, my parents. I didn't do my chores." So he hands it up for the parents and starts to, like, soften them up, you know, your kid, you know, it's like, a tip later, you know, well, do you get paid for your chores? So a lot of banter, really, really well done. Also, he was doing, like, he had other props, uh, but he says, oh, no, no, you won't, he goes, what do you, like, uh, he goes, I'm trapped within this bubble, uh, and, and then, uh, uh, like, he's, uh, like, he says, well, I'm not saying, I gotta get this ice bag to me mother, and, and I'm not gonna stay here with you. So then he says there's a chase, and he said, I couldn't believe there's other rooms within this bubble, but then there's a red, red cave room, and then I get into this room, as was Wark's room or something, and he said, I'm in here in Wark's room, and he's trying to hide from the wizard, and he had his cheek up against of the, I guess, of the bubble, uh, and he said to Jesus, I'm just trying to give it, because I'm, sh-. and then he was like, I wonder if I could melt this bubble and get out of here, and then he said, I felt the bubble speak back to me, and he said, you can, you're warm, uh, like, think of your mother, and your warm feelings, and then he had, a like, then he used that to make the audience laugh, but he said, I need some ice for my mother, and the, the, the bubble kind of, this is, this is the short version, but, you know, the bubble said, well, I need your help uh, uh, to keep Moody with within the, 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 the in here and uh, so that no one uh, else stumbles upon his prison again, you know, like this. And then they said this, when I met Miss Marmalade, and he does a thing like Miss Marmalade, this is very elaborate, not good for sleep. I guess very visual. Uh, but basically, up uh, he still had the pretend mountain climbing thing. Then up at the top, you see the shiny like uh, flash of a, like a, a, a ball, a crystal glass ball, with something glowing inside. Inside, you don't know if it's the reflections and I guess technically it's called the Fushigi. ball. Well, I didn't know this, because I thought it was, like, ma- I, you know, I, like, thought it was his creation, magical creation. Yeah, uh, but then it rolls down the handkerchiefs into his hand, and he says, well, perfect timing, Miss Marmalade. I wish I would have paid attention with the, with the name, because it doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit, but... At the same time, it does, because the kids... And then he's talking, and he's doing these, like, uh... Like, a, like, I think these Fushigi things, I did watch a YouTube video, and they're like those balls that seem to levitate. Now, this one, it seemingly levitated. It didn't seem to levitate. Uh, it was, like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, uh, like it was. this was high, if it was Fushigi art, this was the, the, the pinnacle of Fushigi art. And so, then he's doing things, and then they're kind of, he's, re, like, uh, closing out the adventure. to rescue her, then he brought back. like, he didn't have the ice, so, was my, so then he said, I started, you know, I made a deal with uh, Miss Marble. I, Miss, well, her name's not Miss Marmalade, but, but, uh, like, in order to keep, uh, uh, the, the Moody in in prison, uh, like, uh, and he says, play Catherine's Prelude. Like, he goes, uh, he goes, we still weren't sure, because the, the, the globe was shaking it back to my house, and, uh, and I, so I think I got ahead of myself. Like, uh, and then the mother was trying to do, like, what is this? Maybe we'll sell this for ice. And they said, no, 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 no. And he said, when he was struggling with his mother, he realized that it was uh, sapping the wizard of the wizard's power. And so then he said, well, then I got away from you know my mother because uh, like I earned my freedom from her. As her, you know, ice he goes, because I bolted, and he goes. So now I have to do these tricks with the the, the ball, like uh, like to keep the wizard. So the wizard goes to sleep. It's kind of like rocking. And then and then he goes. Your parents ever rocked you to go to sleep? And all the kids are like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being rocked by my parents. And uh, yeah, he goes. Yeah, they you know they sing you a song like the the Gen lullaby kids are like, again, lullaby, and he goes, well, that's a lullaby I sing to Moiti, uh, but he goes, it's actually more of a, he goes, he goes because of the prison, and, and then he but then he also does stuff, because the kids don't buy it, of course, so a lot of the tricks, I don't know, I guess a sleep podcast isn't the best place to promote uh, the greatest, uh, I the p- performer ever, you know, but then he pretends, I think that, like, maybe, like, I'm trying to think if I should tell you about the climax of the show. Yeah, uh, because I think he says, because uh, uh, I think I missed the part where he, so he goes and gets it. Then at some point he realizes he gets out, and then he makes a deal to, uh, like, with uh, the magical orb of Miss Marmalade uh, to shrink down. Uh, to have him hold it and guard it. I think he becomes a guardian of marmalade. That was one the kids laughed uh, about. Uh, I think. At least in the places where people know marmalade. Maybe he calls it Miss Jam in other places, or Miss uh, Jelly. And then he talks about the thing with his mom. I covered that. I missed something in there about... Uh, I think at one point maybe that maybe maybe I'm like like I think that then the wizard one night comes to him. Uh, oh, because I think like uh, he, he gets homesick. I think that's the other thing with the kids. He uses that one, the heart strings. He also uses it to get the tips because he says, "Oh, like I, you know, I moved away, and I learned to do these tricks to kind of ride." Maybe he did. Yeah, he says, okay, "That's it." Because then he says. Uh, yeah, all my tricks are lullabies to put the wizard to sleep. And so then he does some tricks. Maybe they're slow motion. Maybe that's to Catherine's theme. I think also Martha had never queued up the music for this performance before, so it's not, you know, wasn't perfect. Uh, but then he says one, like I think the, the climax, oh boy. I knew, I remembered the climax. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, he he becomes homesick. So that's the because then the wizard, uh, when night comes to him, like oh singing all the lullabies and everything, he starts to miss his mother. And I think because he's uh, maybe he's in Iceland, because that would be you could probably make that funny for kids, and that would make sense. And so then uh, one night the wizard comes to him in his dream, and a very nice wizard now gotten so much good sleep from being rocked and lullabied. And, I mean, if you think about a, pl- a good place to sleep, like an orb, like, I think climate controlled by magic, you know, is a good place to sleep, like, uh, with some padding and, and stuff like that, like clouds. But so, let's see, where was he? So the wizard uh, comes to him in his dream, and he says, I see a fissure in you, miss your mother and then he shows it like this is very this is a little bit like par for the course like he shows him the movie like about his mom within the globe and she's missing her son and then a fissure opens up in the thing he says like it's very emotionally resonant and then he's like even sitting and somehow I guess like I don't know the technology but at some point, he's sitting in the audience, and this is projected like a, like a, the, 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 you're seeing this. The audience is seeing this. So this is like some V like it's not even VR level. It's AR reality, actual AR, actual reality fushigi. Like somehow, we, I mean, presumably he's projecting an image within the the, the fushigi ball. And, you know, like, pretty, I guess the fidelity was pretty good. Cause, so then he, the the busker, is sitting there watching it with the family, like of his mom, and, and then he then he does more of the show. Oh, maybe I should go back. Then it gets into more mimey thing where he's, like, like showing his emotional pull and pull like, with the ball. Little interpretive dance. I mean, I don't want to, like, like I said, she's, like, uh, if I was telling the story, we would have had like one less plot point, no, or no, I guess two more plot points, or plot points. Uh, but He has this whole thing with the ball and the back and the fourth, uh, and deciding and uh, like uh, like should I go into the ball? Then he gets interactive with the kids and the parents and then you know the wisdom of children like he finds a kid with a mom and he says well would you go with like and then the kid says well no no there's a, you have to keep the wizard in there you could just go home and visit your mom not by magical rift just go home and he says oh thank you thank you then he this is a little cheap too he like he, he says well train tickets are so expensive and like he says, well, who would want to help, like, and I said, man, I don't know, if, like, this is ethical. Uh, he says, well, like, and of course, you get, like, he rolls it in, like, people are like, well, because if whoever would want to help me go visit my mom, uh, you know, do, do, you, do you throw in a few dollars, you know, I, like, uh, and even, like, Mr. Ingram, but, it, I mean, it's rough out there being a busker, so who am I to judge? Uh, but don't worry, because then he get, once he gets everybody's money, he t- he does this like he does a climax where he says then I realized that there was still a fissure within the thing. And like cause then Miss Mar- Marple, Miss Mar, what was they call? Miss Marmalade called him. And so then he does a whole other show, like a climax, like uh, where he's battling the wizard. And you're trying to get the wizard back to sleep, and and then, like, using the thing, like he said, Well, do you, have you ever, who has an older brother, older sister? And then, you know, then, because then he comes out with this, uh, like, very, um, like, soft martial arts uh, solution, you know, non conflict oriented. He said, Jesus, arguing with your siblings ever works? So really, the parents are getting, you know, the the money is getting money, you know. And then another thing, like with fireworks inside the Fushigi ball. And then finally, like, like, then this heartbeat within the Fushigi ball that's raising him up off the ground. And then he really does, he climbs up that rope that he, like, whatever mechanism he had. Must be really strong, because he pretends the Fushigi ball... He's pulling him upwards up the al the rope they had going up the Alps, and le- like levitating him, which totally mesmerizes him. Then there's fireworks. Then he must pull like a little another fushigi ball, a miniature one that's uh, uh, like has an ice projection, and then he plucks it out and uh, like brings it back down. And, like, drops it in a drink, uh, and then, like, sits down exhausted, and uh, then the show, like, like, the show's over, but he does sell, like, a cheap, uh, pretty much like a, like, one of those light-up ice cubes uh, to the kids, too, if they want that, And, and, of course, like, after the show, like, uh... I mean, you know, it's not perfect. Like it, it, it could use refinement, but Martha and Mr. England Barry are like, holy cow! Uh, by the way, we're not the most ethical. We don't have a we don't have a circus yet, and we we don't we're not we are not heading towards Bucharest in search of performers. And they said, like, they didn't even know what Fushigi was, much like me. And I don't know if that's a brand name, so I don't even know. I mean, that's just like, the di- like uh but I guess I don't know what you'd call it, like a glass, like a, like a what is it called? What do they call them? Crystal ball, but, but the fushigi's more of the levitation part and bringing it to life. Uh, so they said, geez, well, the, the like, uh, so that was how the first, uh, uh, plutonic performer of, uh, it weird that they did, like uh, the ventriloquist dummy wasn't there. But, uh, yeah, and that's how, uh, I don't even, I never cat, caught the dude's name. I would say Phil Fushigi, but maybe that's, a, I couldn't, you know, maybe. but yeah, that's a little bit about uh, the first Plutonic performer hired by the Purple People's Circus. Uh, Good night.